Hi, this is Randy Backman with another Vinyl Tap podcast. Stories about some of the greatest rock and roll songs ever. Put on your seatbelts and get ready for a ride in the rock and roll time machine. We're going to celebrate music from yesterday and today. Our theme this week, and you're going to be familiar with this, from SNL is More Cowbell. More Cowbell starts out with Don't Fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster Cult. They've been friends of mine for decades from the mid-70s. They played with BTO, and I even played with them a couple of years ago. They are still intact. This song, Don't Fear the Reaper, was written by the lead guitar player, Donald Roser, whose uh, other name is Buck Dharma, and recorded on the Blue Oyster Cult album. It reached number 12 on Billboard. It is the coolest cowbell song going. And here we go with the Saturday Night Live skit leading us into the show on more Cowbell. After a series of staggering defeats, Blue Oyster Cult assembled in the recording studio in late 1976 for a session with famed producer Bruce Dickinson. And luckily for us, the cameras were rolling. All right, guys, I, I think we're ready to lay this first track down. By the way, my name is Bruce Dickinson. Yes, the Bruce Dickinson. And I gotta tell you, fellas, you have got what appears to be a dynamite sound. Coming from you, Bruce, that means a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're Bruce Dickinson. This is incredible. I can't believe Bruce Dickinson digs our sound. Easy, guys. I put my pants on, just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. Except, once my pants are on, I make gold records. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fear, don't fear the reaper. Take one, roll it. All right. One, two, three, four. Could you come in here for a second, please? That, that was going to be a great track. Guys, what's the deal? Uh, are, are you sure that was sounding okay? I'll be honest, fellas, it was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. <laughs> so, let's take it again. And Gene, yeah. really explore the studio space this time. You got it, Bruce. I mean, really. Yeah. Explore the space. Okay. I like what I'm hearing. Roll it. One, two, three, four. I'm sorry, could you come back in there, please? Fellas, no, we, we just wasted two good tracks. This last one was even better than the first. Well, it's just that I find Gene's cowbell playing distracted. I can pull it back a little if you like. Not too much, though. I'm telling you, fellas, you're going to want that cowbell on the track. You know what? It, it's fine. Let's just do the thing. Okay, roll it. One, two, three, four.
That, that, it doesn't work for me. I gotta have more cowbell. Don't blow this forest, Gene! You're being, you're being so this Gene. Can I just say one thing? Yeah, baby, just say it. I'm standing here staring at rock legend Bruce Dickinson. The cock and a walk, baby. And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say, baby. I gotta have more cowbell, baby. And I'd be doing myself a disservice and every member of this band if I didn't perform the hell out of this. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Thank you, Bruce. But I think if... Babies, before we're done here, y'all be wearing gold-plated diapers. What does that mean? Never question Bruce Dickinson. Roll it. One, two, three, four. That was Don't Fear the Reaper and More Cowbell. Listening to Randy's Vinyl Tap, and if you are wherever you are, you can go and get a pot and a wooden spoon or a tin cup and a fork or a real cowbell and a real drumstick and play along to these songs. A lot of people out there want to play piano and guitar, but you can't follow these songs, but you can on these. It's all one, two, three, four, except this song. I can't figure out how Charlie Watts counts the beginning to Honky Tonk when there's a bunch of clicks and clacks I don't know, I can I have over these years, four decades I can't count that in, I just wait for Keith Richards' guitar and uh, Nick Taylor's guitars to come in that's the beginning of the song so see, if you can count this out, good for you Charlie Watts was the Rolling Stones drummer, he played a Gretsch set of drums for his entire life as his uh, relief from being uh, on the insane tour circus ride with the Rolling Stones for 50 years, he had a great jazz band. So if you're really into that, Google the Charlie Watts jazz band. He really had fun doing that. But anyways, here is Charlie Watts kicking off this song written by Jagger and Richards, Honky Talk Women 1969 with the cowbell. with a honky-tonk intro on the cowbell. About 450 miles south of Winnipeg is the town of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We used to drive down there from Winnipeg to record at a place called K-Bank Studios where the trash men cut Surfing Bird. Everybody's heard about the bird. Bird, bird, bird. Remember that song? And it was also the home of Prince, 
This band is also from Minneapolis, Minnesota. What else goes better with the word lips than ink, making it lip sync? So this is a band, a studio band called Lip Sync. The lead singer was a really great lead singer. Her name was Cynthia Johnson. And here is Lip Sync 1980 with Funky Town. Disco came out, it was just one guy in the studio. He'd hire a bunch of musicians, play that boom, 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 what they call the disco kick drum, and get a really good singer and think up a little thing like, let's get funky, baby, or let me take you to funky town, and get a lot of radio airplay and put the rock and roll bands out of business and off the air. Let's get back to some rock, okay? 1968, they were called Free. Andy Fraser was the bass player, Paul Rogers was the lead singer. Paul Kossoff was the incredible guitar player with his 59 Les Paul, and Simon Kirk was the drummer. They were the youngest band, 17 and 18 years of age, when they cut this album and song that went to number one in the world. When Free broke up, Paul Rogers went on to be in The Firm with Jimmy Page, another great band. He did a stint with Queen, which I saw him play at, in London at the O2 Center or backstage hanging out with him because he became a Canadian. He married a Canadian lady who taught yoga, whose name was Cynthia, and he's lived in Canada for decades. And then he uh, started the um, Paul Rogers Band, which he's still in. He's still rocking in the free world. Here is free with All Right Now and Get Your Cowbell Ready. now free one of my favorite songs we always do it at the end of our set when we're all done every song that i've written and told stories about and played we come on to a medley of all right now free uh we throw in um we will rock you some acts and the crowd goes crazy love it fellas it was sounding great but i could have used a little more cowbell <laughs> so let's take it again and gene yeah I like what I'm hearing. Roll it. 1973, back to Canada, the RCA Studios in Toronto. I was there cutting the first BTO album. It was really Brave Belt 3, but we changed our name to Backman Turner Overdrive. Our album was full of rock songs, four and five minute rock songs, like everybody put out big heavy rock song albums then with no single and when they put on a blues I wasn't really into the blues growing up in Winnipeg I was into jazz because I grew up in a jazz city and my big mentor was my buddy Lenny Bro uh, I played the song Fred Turner wrote it but I played the song with a lot of Lenny Bro stuff in mind a lot of great jazz chords and put it all together it's called Blue Collar the great story behind this song is my brother Robbie's playing drums he's playing cowbell all the way through and a side stick and we needed some more rhythm so we got a guy named Barry Keene K-E-E-N-E to play congas and bongos along with my brother Rob so Barry Keene's father was one of the Georges with Quality Records 
Quality Records in 1964, George Struth and George Keane, Barry's father, were there when we sent in Shaken All Over, and they said you need a new name, and they came up with a name and called us Guess Who. So that was my connection to Barry Keane. He's still drumming with Gordon Lightfoot to this day. So here's BTO with Blue Collar in 1973, Robbie Backman drums, Fred Turner bass, me on all the guitars, and Barry Keane on congas. Walk your street And I walk mine And should we meet Would you spare me some time Cause you should see my world Meet my kind Before you judge our minds Blue Collar Blue Collar BTO 1973 Let's jump ahead about 10 years, a band from Calgary, Alberta, formed from a couple other Calgary bands that were breaking up, and that usually happened when bands break up, guys just become normal, they want to get married, get a normal job and stay home, they're sick of being in a van with a bunch of guys forever, <laughs> but some guys choose to do that. These guys chose to continue, their name was Paul Dean, an incredible songwriter and guitar player, Mike Reno, a great singer, and Matt Frenette, the drummer. They're called Lover Boy from 1981. This is their big hit. They had a lot of big hits. This is their number one album, number seven album on Billboard in the USA. Sold four or five million copies. Here's Lover Boy, Matt Frenette's doing the cowbell intro, working for the weekend, 1981. Working for the weekend, lover boy. You're listening to Randy's Vinyl Tap. Now, here's a band playing in Ohio. They are a rock band. They're called Wild Cherry. They're rocking out the audience. There's a couple of um, black dudes in the audience, and when this guy, Rob um, Parisi, plays one song by Sly and the Family Stone to end their set, he takes a break and he's going to the dressing room, and this guy yells out to him, play some more funky music, white boy. So Rob Parisi goes to his dressing room and writes this song and comes out and plays it and the place goes crazy. Here's Wild Cherry 1976 with a cowbell and he's doing what the guy asked, play that funky music. taking a ride down memory lane in our time machine and we're celebrating the cowbell more cowbell you can't never have enough cowbell it starts a song it accentuates middle and parts of song and guitar solos and it really gets everybody going and everybody can play one if you can clap your hands or tap your foot you can play a cowbell this song was originally written by Corky Lang the drummer who's from Ottawa and it's supposed to sound like up on Cripple Creek, she sends me if I spring a leak. You know that song by the band. When he played it for Leslie West, he said, let's put in a cowbell, which Corky Lang did. It's called Mississippi Queen. 
It's written about a Mississippi queen down in uh, Louisiana. A monster song from 1970. Leslie West is on guitar. Corky Lang on guitar. Felix Papillardi played bass. He also produced the Cream album with I Feel Free on and Wheels of Fire. A great bass player until his wife shot him for cheating on her. That was the end of him playing bass for Mountain. But here's a great song. It's very short. When BTO had to record a live album, we chose to do Mississippi Queen. And we were touring with Van Halen on the 5150 tour. And Leslie West heard about it, and he joined us on the tour for about two weeks. And he played with us every night on stage. We did Mississippi Queen, Taking Care of Business, and Rolling Down the Highway. Leslie was a great friend of mine. I sorely miss him. He passed away last year. Here he is leading the song and screaming his head off. Mountain Mississippi Queen. Queen, Leslie West. There's a Leslie West tribute album coming out very soon. Tal and I did a song on it. We put two Leslie West songs together. Another tribute band's Real Heavy Dudes, Slash and guys like that have redone a mountain song for this Leslie West tribute album. They'll be coming out very soon. So watch for that. We mentioned Van Halen in the last one, how Leslie joined us on the 5150 Van Halen tour. We're going to go into a Van Halen song written by Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, Michael Anthony, and the incredible shrieker, screamer, David Lee Roth. It's called Dance the Night Away, 1979, and these guys are from Pasadena, California. Van Halen with Dance the Night Away. Let's keep the cowbell going on the four, the one, two, three, four. The Beatles, 1964, from the Hard Day's Night album and movie. Here's Ringo playing the cowbell and the rest of the drums. John, Paul, and George playing along on a 12-string guitar. The Beatles with You Can't Do That. I got something to say that might cause you pain. I catch you talking to that boy again I'm gonna let you down And leave you flat Because I told you before Oh, you can't do that The Beatles with You Can't Do That If you don't have one, go get your cowbell, your wooden spoon, your pot, your pan Bang away with us I hope you're enjoying this online edition of Vinyl Tap Here's some ways to get in touch Send us mail to Randy's Vinyl Tap, P.O. Box 2100, Sydney, B.C., V8L3S6. Mail goes to mailbag at randysvinyltap.com or phone the tap line 1-844-827-4323. Now back to the show. Hope you got your spoon ready and your pots and pans to bang away or a real cowbell. 
Most people use it on stage to start a song, to uh, make a guitar solo stand out more. And here's a band that uses it throughout the whole song. They're called BSNT Blood, Sweat and Tears. They featured a great Canadian who was their lead singer, phenomenal voice, DCT David Clayton Thomas. He used to have a band called The Bossman, and he cut this song earlier with The Bossman called Spinning Wheel. Then he went and Bossman broke up. He went to New York and peddled his wares around, hooked up with James William Gershio, who produced this album, put on this song Spinning Wheel, and then got a visit from the guys from Toronto saying, we own this song you can't put out. They had to do a deal in the office to put this out. Spinning Wheel came out, great song. They had a great guy who when they would take the song, he was a jazz arranger and he would make these intros and outros and segues in the middle that really set blood, sweat and tears apart from their other rival at the time, which was Chicago. These guys were the top, blood, sweat and tears. Here's DCT, blood, sweat and tears, cowbell in hand, spinning wheel. Imagine in that time era, hearing that on the radio. It stood out from every other song on the radio. That is little divergent things with flutes and trombones and all that kind of stuff. It was very, very neat. Now here's a song from 1971, written by Tito Puente, who was basically a drummer. He had a horn section, he was kind of a Latin guy, Latin jazz mambo guy. The song is called Oye Como Va. When Santana heard this song, he copied it note for note. All the lead lines you hear Santana playing this on guitar are lines from the horn section in Oyo Komova. And then when the band sings Oyo Komova, Santana sings that. So it's copied note for note. But the first time I heard it was Santana, 1971. I was jamming with Santana on stage at a pop festival. I think it was the Seattle Pop Festival, which is 1969, they did this song. It's a standard song written by Tito Puente from the album called Abraxas, which means good and evil in Spanish. Here we are, 1971, Carlos Santana and Santana Band. Oye, como va? Santana Oye Komova. So from the same area of California, we have a guy named Anthony Terrell Smith, better known by the stage name of Tone Loke. Had a couple of really great songs out in the kind of funky area and getting out of disco and more into funk in the late 80s, 1989. Funky Cole Medina is the hit song. Reached number 99 in Canada, reached number one in the USA on the Billboard charts. Had a big hit with a song called Wild Thing, which we all know. But here's his monster hit featuring the lead cowbell. If you're ready to play along with us, get ready to play along. Funky Cold Medina, Tone Loke, 1989.
dig it. Go cool and add a ball. And I'm looking for some action. But like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction. The girls are all around. But none of them want to Funky Comadine. And by the way, that little guitar in there was none other than Mr. Eddie Van Halen that Tone Look sampled. And he made 50 million on it. Anyways, that was Funky Comadine. Do you want to send us some mail? Send it to Randy's Vinyl Tap P.O. Box 2100, Sydney, B.C., Canada, V8L3S6. Email can go to mailbag at randysvinyltap.com. Phone us at 844-827-4323. We're continuing with more cowbell. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Here's the BTO song from 1976 called Hey You. And the middle part where I go, Hey You. Cowbell, cowbell. It propels the song and keeps it going. My brother Rob's playing the cowbell. I'm playing guitar. Fred Turner's on bass. And Blair Thornton's on the other guitar. Hey You, 1976. That was Hey You. That was me on the vocals there, and that was BTO from the mid-70s. Staying in the mid-70s, you know, in, the, in that era, if you were from uptown that had its own little label, you would record, take it into the label, they would put it out. And then if that became what was called a regional hit, and this band was from Cleveland, if that spread to Toledo and other places, it got the notice of a bigger label. It got the notice of Polygram, Mercury Records out of Chicago. Charlie Fatch, who had signed me earlier in BTO to Mercury Records in Chicago, called me up and he said, we're just gonna sign this band called the Ohio Players. They're really, really big in Cleveland, Toledo. We're gonna sign them. We want you to go and open the show for them because we want you to get airplay in Cleveland. And we did get big airplay. My guitar stayed in the Cleveland Rock and Roll Museum for 11 years. My American Woman, 1959, Les Paul guitar, stood there in a booth next to John Lennon's lyrics to Imagine and his glasses. So we went open for these guys. They were really good. They had a monster hit, Cowbell Driven, 1975. The Ohio players would love Roller Coaster. Coaster, the Ohio Players, another great song. 1974, boy, this was the uh, era of Cowbell, <laughs> the mid-70s. They started out as two female bands in rival with each other. They were called the Ordettes and the Del Capris, and they broke up. So the strong will survive. I mentioned this before. When bands break up, the, the survivors get together and start a new band. 
They were called the Bluebells. The lead singer was Patti LaBelle. The other singers in the band were Cindy Birdsong, who after that did a stint with the Supremes, Nona Hendricks and Sarah Dash. They went on to be called Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells, then just Patti LaBelle. This song was a great song, one of my favorites of all time. The bass line in this song is phenomenal. It was written by Bob Crew, who used to write and produce for The Four Seasons, and Kenny Nolan. They were a great team in the studio. It's called Lady Marmalade. Uh, it was a naughty song at the time because of Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, c'est soir, which most people didn't even know what it meant, unless you're French-Canadian or from New Orleans, but they soon figured it out. And this song got redone again by Christina Aguilera, and it was in the movie Chicago. It was really great. But here's the original, 1974, featuring heavy-duty cowbell, Patti LaBelle, Lady Marmalade. Mama Lord. Here's a song nobody could figure out. The, the vocal was mixed very low, and radio asked for it to be mixed louder, and they wouldn't mix it any louder. Written by Spencer Davis, Steve Winwood, and his brother Muff Winwood. The song is called Gimme Some Lovin', 1966. The vocal was purposely put down. You can't figure out what Stevie Winwood is singing, but they wanted it to be like Satisfaction. When the DJs couldn't figure out what Mick Jagger was saying, they thought it was obscenities, and they asked him to mix the voice louder, and they said, no way, if you want to figure out the vocals, just keep playing the record over and over, you'll get a word at a time. Same thing they did with Give Me Some Lovin'. It took dozens and dozens of plays to get the lyrics to this so we could sing this in the Guess Who, so Burton Cummings could sing it. Even to this day, it's still very hard to make them out. Here's Spencer Davis with Steve Winwood doing the vocals and playing the organ and the guitar. Give me some love in 1966 with the cowbell. some love and you're listening to Randy's Vinyl Tap our shows on Cowbell and of course more Cowbell and maybe even a little more Cowbell according to the SNL skit and Blue Oyster Cult who kicked off our show that, that was going to be a great track guys what's the deal uh, are, are you sure that was sounding okay I'll be honest fellas it was sounding great but I could have used a little more Cowbell <laughs> so let's take it again and Gene, yeah. really explore the studio space this time. You got it, Bruce. I like what I'm hearing. Roll it. Here's a band I used to hang out with a lot because I recorded a lot in the Case Smith Studios in Seattle when I lived in Vancouver. I did a couple of BTO albums there and a couple of Trooper albums, and these guys were always in Studio C. They came up from San Francisco. They were called War. They were started in San Francisco to back up Eric Burden, and for a while they were called Eric Burden War, and they backed him on many of his albums, and then they went out on their own, and they would get into a studio and jam a riff 
for hours and hours and hours until it got really, really, really tight. Then they would come in the next day and try to think of vocals to chant over it. And they did these incredible songs called Low Rider. Cisco Kid was a friend of mine. Why Can't We Be Friends? Really great songs. So here they are, a great harmonica player and a great bunch of guys, produced by Jerry Goldstein, basically from jam sessions in the studio that turned into one chord chanting songs, which is great for dancing. So here is War 1975 with Low, Low Rider. with Low Rider. Now a band that was really coolly named, but inappropriately named. They're from Flint, Michigan. They were a three-piece rock band, guitar, bass, and drums, and they took their name from playing Monopoly, the Grand Trunk Railroad. If you see the four railroads in Monopoly, they called themselves the Grand Funk Railroad, and they were anything but funk. They did great rock ballads and great rock and roll. Here's a song written by Don Brewer, the bass player, with my buddy Mark Farner, who was in Ringo Starr's All-Star Band with me in 1995. Here's GFR Grand Funk Railroad, 1973, with We're an American Band. Cowbell in the front. that cowbell going. Here's Johnny Winters, the great blues guy's younger brother, Edgar Winters, the Edgar Winter band. Edgar Winter sang and played sax. He had the great Rick Derringer on vocals and lead guitar. And Rick Derringer is previously from a band called The McCoys. And Rick Derringer sang Hang On Sloopy for The McCoys. It was a family band with him and his brothers. But then he went on to be the great frontman of the Edgar Winters band. Here they are, May 1990, rock and roll, Hoochie Coo, written by Rick Derringer. the Edgar Winter Band with Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. You might know them for their famous uh, instrumental called Frankenstein and their other big hit, Come On and Take a Free Ride. We're going to end this show with BTO, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, a song that was a reject from our third album that's full of mistakes and full of stuttering. And when the head of our label heard it, he said, you got to squeeze this on the album. Against my better wishes, he put it on the album. To my amazement, it went to number one in 22 countries around the world and sold it was BTO's only million selling single here's the cowbell in the middle BTO you ain't seen nothing yet 1974 
That was BTO ending our show with you, Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Unbuckle your seatbelts. The rock and roll time machine's travel for this week is done. We're produced by Todd Alvage. The researcher's Tal Backman. I'm Randy Backman. Thank you to you for joining in every week for this time machine ride of great music. Keep the rock rolling. Think you do something green. And come on back to Vinyl Tap. <laughs>